0: Athlete podcast is back at you. Kevin Ward, I thank you so much, coach, for coming on and saying hello to us. Yeah, for sure, man. It's my pleasure. It's good to be with you guys. Well, you say that. I I, I gotta tell you, every time I think about your job, it gives me it gives me like the um I get I get anxious because you you pile and 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 I know you're gonna take the the road of like, well, it's a, it's a blessing. And you might be right. I'm just saying, when I think about an NCAA coaching job and all that it entails in 2023, because it ain't just high crotches anymore. No, okay. yeah. <laughs> but then you take on the added layer, you, I'm gonna call it a hurdle. I'm sure you're looking at it as a positive, but you add in the, the added wrinkle of being, at west point and it's just it's so interesting to me and and first of all kudos for the amazing job that you've done so far yeah but how do you do it how do you how do you how do you do all of it because it's not just high crotches right no i mean
1: it's not just wrestling but um i mean it is a wrestling coaching job and and i think wherever you're coaching um anyway that's the the head coach will tell you there's a lot more to it than just showing technique and um I mean, the way it is now, you can learn technique. Just, you know, all you need is a a phone or a
0: laptop, and you can learn. A bunch of dopes doing that stuff on video on the Internet. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, How do we do it? I don't know. It's just consistent um, day-to-day work. It's nothing spectacular, usually. It's just um, show up and have a plan and work it. Um, Yeah, and there's – I mean, there's – West Point creates – some unique challenges that's for sure i I mean i I don't call them hurdles or or roadblocks or whatever you know some other people might but i mean it's a tough job like i mean flat out it's a it's a tough job um but um along with that come a lot of really rewarding successes overcoming those challenges and like the end product that we play a part in here like that we're trying to create it's i mean it's a pretty rewarding place to to coach um and so, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I know it's a tough job and, and I look at it as it's a challenging job, but I'd never look at it as like,
0: we're up against these certain roadblocks or whatever. Sure. No, that, yeah. that makes sense. And, but there's, there are some, some real benefits too. Right. So like, you know, I was, I, I was talking to my wife about it because my son is, is really into wrestling and. And she's, you know, immediately she hears army and she freaks like, right. Like, cause she's like, oh my God, he's going to, he's going to be in Ukraine. I'm like, (laughs) relax, you know? And she goes, well, what do you mean? I go, well, listen, first of all, free education. Okay. That's numero uno as far as I'm concerned. Okay. (laughs) Number two, you got a job. (laughs) You have a, I mean, there's no better career placement. School well, in the country as far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah, <laughs> so you, you got a job after after college, after you get a yeah. degree, you got a job. So I guess first of all, I did a shitty job of selling it to her because she just like no 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 but how do you sell that to moms? Right, because yeah, they're on the big guns. Come on. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, I apologize. I did not do that. I will make sure that you will sit next to us at dinner sometime.
1: I mean, look, um, I, I tell everyone and and uh, this, like there's a typical recruiting scenario how it plays out. You call a kid and you're like, hey, you know, Kevin Ward, I'm coach at West Point and really like what we've seen out of you. Congrats on the success. And, um, you know, have you, do you know much about us? Oh, we've seen you wrestle. What about the school? Do you know much about West Point? And the kids usually like. I've heard of the school. I know a little bit like, okay, what can you tell me? And not much really, you know? And then, so the kid is like, their interest is peaked, but they're not like, they don't know a ton about us um, on those first few phone calls. The dad, however, is usually freaking pumped. (laughs) Like dads get it. You know, they like what it represents the, 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 the young people that graduate from West Point, what their, um, their character is and, and, just this the history, this but, yes, the, yeah, the, like, the gravity of the place, it, yeah. it you know, um, and the moms are scared to death, <laughs> so that's typically it. Yeah, it's like, um, listen, we had it, we had a kid in here a couple weeks ago, we can't tell you who because it's a recruit, but um, both parents were in the military, mom's still scared to death, you know, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, usually the kid is pretty interested, the dad's really interested, and the mom's like, hell no, right. um. Yeah, until until you have some more conversations and people learn that, like, okay, like, you don't have to graduate from West Point and uh, jump straight into a Call of Duty video game in real life, you know, like, there's yeah. other paths that you can take in the Army when you graduate. So, it's just, you know, recruiting at West Point's like recruiting everywhere else, but you just have much more and much different conversations with families and, and recruits than you would
0: at, you know, any other school. What's the most common misconception?
1: Well, okay, so... um well, I wouldn't call this a misconception, but the first the, the, the first, re, you know, rejection um, is that, you know, my baby's not going to the army. That's my baby. I mean, moms see their kids at, when they're 18 years old. They still see their little five year old kid running around. And yeah, and, uh, yeah not my baby. Um, the biggest mis- misconception, I would say, is that like everybody here at West Point grew up wanting to go into the army. And mm-hmm. they're just like the stereotypical army kid. It, it couldn't be further from the truth. I would say, like we have a big roster of about fifty wrestlers, and probably forty-seven of the fifty, yeah, you know, had no idea they would end up at West Point. Like they, that wasn't their plan. You know, it became their plan through the recruiting process, but they didn't set out for a career in the army and and wanting to go to West Point. Just the more they learn
0: about the benefits here, I think the more attractive it becomes. I'm sorry. Speaking of army, I got navy. Jets going like there's an air show this weekend in San Diego. We would
1: never do that to you. That's just, that's just <laughs> See <my> that?
0: <laughs> the blue angel. <laughs> you son of a gun. That is well played, sir. you just slipping jabs. You don't even. That's well fun. Well, it, not, is it me or is it them?
1: Are they doing that all? Pre- they hear about the podcast?
0: They're drowning this out or what? I don't know. This is just not checked. Let them know. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. If they don't grow up being the I don't know quintessential army kid, okay, when do when do you see it flip? When do you see it change? What, I would ask, you okay, what is the the quintessential army I have kid no idea, but you said I, I don't even know what that means, right? So okay. like so like they didn't grow up like wanting to to you know, there I'm sure that there are a few that like from the time that were, they were babies, they were like, I'm going to West Point. This is what I'm doing. But I think that those are probably further and farther between at what point in their lives do they generally go, you know, this is a, this is a really solid option for me. What is it just an intellectual decision or is it more of like, Oh, this, this makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. I think it, they come to a realization that, okay, this does make sense, but yeah, I mean, it's few and far between the ones that, that grow up knowing they want to, to go to West Point. It's fewer, even fewer and further between when you have those kids that are actually good wrestlers that are going to make it this mm-hmm. level of wrestling division one. So um, there's basically, you know, none of those kids out there. W- w- there there are a few. We've been lucky enough to, to have a few. But yeah, th- those are. That's a tough one. It's a decision that they make once they learn about the opportunities. I mean, you mentioned some of them. It's an elite education for free. You graduate with zero debt. You have money in the bank because you get paid while you're here. And um, and then you launch into this proven roadmap of success. All you have to do is follow the plan for the next five years and you're guaranteed to be successful. And you don't have to create it. You don't have to like decide what... Um, you know, or make these critical decisions about what you're going to do. Like this roadmap is laid out in front of you. Your biggest decision is, you know, do you want to have a career after five years or do you want to get out and, and go do something else? Um, that's a big decision point. But I think the more you learn about that is we're able to, to offer kids a scholarship that we think they're worth, you know, full scholarship. We're not offering them 20% or a book scholarship or, you know, something that's basically a slap in the face saying you're really good, but, you know, we think you're about a third of a scholarship good. Um, and so there's, you know, there, there's <laughs> that's been a,
0: that's got to be such a <laughs> shitty conversation as a coach. Be like, yeah, I'm here, but uh, you yeah. know, you're still only getting 30 <laughs> percent.
1: Yeah, well, I don't have to do that. No, you no. Know? And, and and that's one of the things I'm thankful for. Um, so, yeah, I think through the recruiting process and we do things the right way. And really, I think when people make their decision up is when they come on their official visit and they're able to spend a couple of days with our team because you can learn all this information. You can learn about the benefits, but until you hang out with the team, like you have no idea what they're really like. they are, they're the best salesmen that we have. So we try to get recruits with our team as, as much as we can. I'm curious, is it uh, a helpful, a help or a hindrance to have a big name like Kerry Colette, uh at one of your biggest rival schools? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a rival school. I, I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. Is, is it a, does it help or does it not? Um, I've been here 10 years now. We've recruited against the other academies all 10 years and you win some, you lose some. And, and it's been the same with whatever coaching staff is in place. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, it's a fair question, but I, I think it does elevate. The rivalry a little bit you know there's nothing negative about having somebody that brings attention to it so no honestly joel I, I don't i don't think i've ever thought about it that way but um i mean just my knee-jerk reaction is well one i'm not going to think about it that way once we stop talking about it but two um it can't hurt yeah i mean why not you know we want all the attention that we can get on uh the rivalry that we have um
0: I want to get into the the kind of coaching carousel that has been taking place over the last wild, right? It's, it's crazy. And I don't know if I can remember a year that it was this crazy, but I'm sure it's just recency bias. Maybe the year I got hired 10 years ago. was wild.
1: Yeah. It's been that long.
0: Tell me, tell me, tell me a little bit about that year.
1: Oh shit. I don't remember everybody else that, that went in front of me. I just remember there was a lot of turnover that year. And I mean, I got hired here late. The crazy thing about me getting hired here is um, so when I was at Washtag Baptist before coming here, I, I lived with an assistant basketball coach there. Young guy like me. And and, um, and we just we lived together. We got along. We were hanging out. We, ju- we were both workaholics and we'd hang out together. And um, well, he left there and came here as assistant coach, basketball coach at West Point. Really? And yeah. So when he was here, he calls me and he was like, "Yo, he was like, are you involved in this job or not? And I was like, I don't think so. I was just in this other thing, you know, another coaching search, I ultimately decided I didn't want the job. And, and I was like, it was kind of exhausting. I'm staying here. He's like, well, I'm going to mention your name to this guy that used to work here, Butikofer. Um, and, uh, and, I was like, all right, you mentioned my name. And so Butikofer calls me. And, um, I mean, one thing leads to another, I tell my wife, I'm like, I think I'm going to go up to New York and visit this school. It ain't happening. Um, and, famous uh,
0: last words, by the way. Yeah, she was like, "Don't do
1: this again," because I almost, I almost took another job. Like I, I actually took the job, um, and then I didn't take the job the next morning. Um, okay, so it was exhausting. <laughs> um, and uh, but then you know, like I wasn't their first choice here either. Um, I mean, I know that now. At the time, maybe I, I hope they I was, but I, they really wanted to hire um, the the Steiner brother that was at Oregon State. and I think he decided to stay there. Um, so I was like at least second or third choice here, but yeah, it all worked out. That was 10 years ago, you know? So nobody remembers that. I was, i just tell everybody I was their first choice and they came and they recruited me really hard. <laughs> ain't nobody, ain't nobody
0: going to challenge you yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah. They came, they came after me. They wanted me bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. So the coaching carousel, as it's been this fall or, you know, late summer, fall, I, I just, My brain goes, God, Kevin Ward would be so good at some of these gigs. And now I I know you can't be like, oh, yeah, I I was up for this job or I was up for that job. But when you do think about other people, let's say, I don't know, let's say you got the Stanford job. Okay, just just spitballing. Do you think that the skill set that you built in West Point would help you with another job? Or do you think that it would kind of like shackle you? Like you don't have you're not going to have 50 scholarships. You're not gonna have you know what I mean? So but but I I, something tells me that there's a skill set that you build in recruiting a specific type of athlete a specific type of person that would really, really transcend to another school or another institution.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't want to answer this and make anybody think that, like, I'm looking at another job. Right. And, and that's not yeah. the way
0: I wanted it to come across. I apologize. Right. But I know. I, I just
1: wanted to be. Okay. So I think some people from the outside may think exactly what you said. They may think, um, oh, 10 years at West Point, Army guy, you know, and like entrenched. And, and I am. Um, but um, some people may think that would kind of hold you back. I, To me, in my mind, Know, like, I mean, what could be better preparation? Like we recruit so much here. And when I'm hiring assistant coaches, I tell them all the time, like, you're gonna get three years of experience every year you're here, just because of the volume of work that we do. You're gonna go on more recruiting trips, you're gonna have more people visiting campus, you're gonna be on more phone calls, like you're gonna work more here than anywhere else. You're gonna get three years of experience every season that you're here. Um, and I think one thing that you learn here is just how to overcome really unique challenges, like I mean, I have no problem say this is the most demanding environment in Division One athletics. Like it, it is, or, or the most challenging and demanding. Yeah, just say that. Like, I mean, I get winning is hard everywhere. Um, and, and and what like, okay, Penn State's been winning. What they're doing, that's not easy. Like they're working yeah. like crazy to do it. So, I'm just saying the challenges we face are a little bit different. Um, and when you learn how to navigate and and overcome some unique challenges, I mean. What could prepare you better for something else? But um, but I'm here, you know,
0: we oh, love it here. Yeah. No, that, that's not a question. Here's my – why do you say to your assistant coaches that you get three years of experience in each year that you're there? there? What is it you just know, the bar that you set or is it just the, the – you, you don't have a choice but to 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 use that type of volume? And, and- well, yeah, if you want to do it right. If you want to do it right and you want to work for me, that's the way it's
1: going to go. Um, because, okay, we bring in about 15 freshmen a year total. You know, that's so that's what is it, you know, close to three times what most people bring in. Um, and to bring in three times more than most schools, you think you only have to work three times harder? No, you better recruit, you know, five or six times more to get to that because, you know, our, our funnel shrinks really quickly. Um, you know, so we cast a wide net, it shrinks down. Um, and, um, yes, I think just the other. This is a um, it's a unique institution where you have to um, I wouldn't call it red tape, but there's things you have to navigate here that you probably don't have to do anywhere else. So learning how to work through those things is it's just more work, I think, than than other places. Not harder. You know, other people are working um, hard, too. It's just, you know, the volume of work that you do here is more than most places.
0: Mm. Okay, so. (sighs) What. What can I tell my – because I think my son would be a, a great candidate um, to, to go into West Point. What What are you looking for in recruits, and, and how is it different than what everyone else in the country is looking for?
1: Well, I think the first thing we're looking for is the exact same thing. Like, if I, if I ran through a checklist of the, the three things I'm looking at in order, it's like, one, can they compete and win at this level? Because if you can't do that, nothing else matters. I mean, right. it's college athletics, and winning matters. And we're at a place where you talk about like you—if you, you know—if if somebody's to go off to war, like you can't be runner-up. You know, like winning really matters. There ain't no you silver
0: medal. There's
1: no listen. There's no second place points. You know,
0: oh, um, boy, boy, that was that's might be the darkest that we've gotten on this podcast. It's hard though, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, winning matters. There's no runner up. You don't get a yeah. silver medal. Um, yeah, so um, you got to be able to compete and win. And then you have to be able to get into school here, which means you have to have the academics and and um, you have to have the resume that gets you into school. And the third thing we're looking at is, do we even want you? Like, do we like you? Because we've had kids that are good wrestlers with decent transcripts, too. And they come on a visit and we're like, no, I don't want to be around this kid. I don't want to coach them. The guys on the team are like, I don't want to be around. I don't want to train with him. I don't want him Mm -hmm. sitting at the lunch table, (laughs) you know, like things like. So it's like, I mean, we're looking for the same things, except they have to be. um, I want people, I want wrestlers that, that wrestling while they're doing it is the most important thing to them because the clock is ticking every day. Like you've got five years to do it and the clock's ticking. But they also have to understand that when that clock strikes midnight and you hang the wrestling shoes up, you have to move on from there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking for, people that that love wrestling and it's everything to them, but they also understand that they need more when wrestling's
0: done. Oh, that's interesting. Um I you know, you hear stories that it it takes similar grades that as an Ivy League institution. Is that is that accurate? Is would you say that that's accurate? Like is it is it almost was, equivalent? It depends on which Ivy League institution you're talking about. Um,
1: okay, so wow, that's the, a
0: shot at the Ag program at Cornell, and you know it, Kevin Moore. Well, listen, I'm just saying <laughs> we've
1: recruited a lot of the same people, and um, the point is, like, um, it's probably very similar. Um, it, it, it like, as far as um, acceptance, you don't have to have what people would typically think as Ivy League transcript and Ivy League scores. No. So when we when we decide to offer somebody a spot, you know what the way I say it is, like usually the door to, to get into West Point is about this big. And if I want to support them and offer them one of my spots, the door becomes this big, you know, so we can. It's the only way to have a, a winning Division One athletic program, any sport yeah. um, is that, yeah, we can get kids in that academically. Listen, like academically,
0: most of our team doesn't belong at West Point. Uh, i love that i yeah. love that but something tells me that they do just fine once they're there they graduate
1: at a higher rate than the general student body the wrestling team does really and they don't belong you know it, it just speaks to like what wrestling can do for you if you want to figure something out and get it done these guys are tough enough and stubborn enough to figure it out and, and they'll get it done man that's that's awesome to hear yeah is that common for most of the sports on campus Probably. Yeah. I don't, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a wrestling guy. So, I mean, I live in this world right here. Um, I would imagine it's, it's
0: probably pretty similar, man. That's it. It does go a long way to, to say to a mom who might be trepidatious, who might be like a little squeamish, you know, just picturing their kid in that uniform to go, listen, they're going to yeah we we know but they're going to excel here is that is that a is that something is that a conversation that you that you look forward to having cuz i was yeah. like that would be the one that i'm like okay i got to get the this number in front of mom right cuz yeah. that's in that's in that yeah. is in right
1: yeah that's it it's like look here's here's and and the academic support here is like it's so impressive and it's real you know it's like genuine help um and assistance. And it's, it's real. So yeah, once we show people that it's like, look, if you come here, you're guaranteed. It's 10 times harder to fail out of graduate or to fail out of West Point than the to, to get in. Like you can't fail out here unless you really want to leave. Um, and that's a comforting thing. And then just, you know, learning that when you graduate, how much support goes into your career when you're done. Um, there's such an investment in every cadet that comes through here, wrestling or not. Um, that they're well taken care of when they leave. That's a huge investment that the U S government's made in each of these graduates. So they're going to take care of them when they leave too.
0: Yeah. That's interesting, man. Um, Okay. I love, I've been on campus. You were kind enough to show me around and, and stuff like that. Um, There's some incredible, incredible history on that campus. What's your favorite, like, what's your favorite West Point story throughout history? Because I love. OK, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not even going to influence your decision. Go ahead. I, I, I doubt you would, but
1: I would love to hear yours. Um, Like, yeah, this is a place where I like to call it like the gravity of the place. You can feel it when you're here um i mean my favorite place at west point is right out there our wrestling room I'm in my office right now the wrestling room's about 20 feet that way that's my mm-hmm. i probably should say my house is a favorite we live on post right. my house with my family's my favorite place wrestling room um right there with it mm-hmm. um no i mean i think when you look back it's like um so west point was originally you know not an academy it was um a fortification like an army fort during the revolutionary war mm-hmm. and so when you're out walking around here um, like it's not a stretch of the imagination to think that George Washington also walked right where you're at. Um, and these leaders from, you know, the, the founding years of our country, like, I mean, that's, that's a pretty unique thing. Um, so that's, I mean, I think for me, it's like knowing that it dates back, not just the Academy was started in 1802, but you've got to go back even further to think about the history of, of where we're at. So, uh, yeah. I think yeah. just being involved in that and feeling that, you know, every day that you're here is pretty special. The key marks
0: on Benedict Arnold's plate. Yeah, was probably they, with... they,
1: wiped, they wiped him out, right? Yeah. It's, yeah,
0: it's it's one of my favorite things in the world. So for those of you that don't know, um, Benedict Arnold's um, nameplate was on. Was it, what 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 building is that in, Kevin? Do you remember? Well, no? it was like it was the old, um, like the old chapel. outside um, right. outside the yeah the cemetery. So he was
1: this was Fort Arnold. He was the commanding colonel of right. the base, and this is the place that he fled. Like the, mm-hmm. he, this was his last stop as an American soldier. He fled um, American grounds right here. Like he got on a boat, rode down the Hudson River, got onto a British boat from there. But mm-hmm. this is the place where he left, and then yeah, they scratched
0: his name out of history. So the cadets actually take their keys and scratch the name out. It, it's just one of the coolest, like, and yeah, you can go and see it and it's like literally right there. Like, right. I, I don't know. It's, it's to me, it's really, really interesting. And, but I'm such a nerd with that stuff. Um, Okay. What do we not know about the, the, the personality of the team, right? Cause you, Man, I've been around those guys. Some of them are goofballs. <laughs> Some of them yeah, are just total yeah. goofballs. Right? Yeah. So what, are, what do we not know about the the cadets at West Point?
1: I think you know, if you've been around a wrestling team, you know everything about them. And that's what most people don't realize, is they're just like a normal wrestling team. They're just willing to be held to a higher standard when they leave practice than most people. But they're clowns, man. Like, you can't take – got 50, 18, to 22- or 3-year-olds from across the country, like – I mean, the personalities run every spectrum, the the full length of the spectrum. It's like, if you've been around a wrestling team, you know what our guys are like. Um, I guess what sets them apart, like they genuinely have a love for each other. They're not afraid to say they love each other. You know, they're not just like, hey, we're buddies. No, I love you, um, which is a cool thing to be around. Um, So they're really tight. Um, They care about each other a lot. So there's a different bond here. But. I mean, when it boils down to it, they're clowns, you know, like every personality. We have the nerds and, uh, you know, the bookworms and straight laced kids that just want that. We have the ones that like you got to keep pulling them back into the middle because they'll they'll run into a ditch, you know. Um, But, yeah, they're just like a normal wrestling team. They're just being they're just willing to be held to a higher standard outside of practice. Uh, Can you maybe explain what you mean by, uh, you know, held to a higher standard to someone who may not know what life at West Point is like? Well, it's just, you know, it's a place that can intimidate people because everybody wants your best in everything that you do. And it's a good lesson for young people to learn is that um, you have to learn how to prioritize where you want to be great. You're not going to be great at everything that you do. You can strive to be, but you have to make some decisions and and what areas you really want to focus. Uh, Because when you, like when, when they go to class in the morning, if they go to a, a physics class, that physics instructor or professor thinks that that's the most important thing in the world, and they're going to demand each cadet's very best in that class. And then you're going to go somewhere else, and they're going to demand your very best. And then when you go and and you meet with another officer here, and they're talking about developing, you know, your character as a leader, they're going to say that's the most important thing that you could possibly be focused on. It's just a place where everybody expects your best. And now. If you sit back and you think about like, what would you expect from a West Point cadet? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the American public expects a lot mm-hmm. out of these young men and women. And um, not many people are willing to, to live up to that. You know That's why there's only 4,000 of them here that are willing to do it. But that's what I mean by it is like, you're expected to give your best at everything you do, not just- What
0: is the them. graduation rate just on campus <laughs> in general? Yeah, so um,
1: it's around eighty-five ish percent. Mm -hmm. I'd have to check. Right, but just to give—that's
0: yeah, that's still pretty.
1: pretty. Yeah, it's insanely high.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's that's Where most
1: colleges are lucky to hit fifty percent.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty kind. That's kind of nuts. I I didn't. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. Um, what what adjustments do like freshmen like? So, uh, I, I like when they walk in they what is the biggest thing that they struggle with i don't is it is it the disciplinary stuff is it the workload what What do yeah, they struggle with i think it's the volume of
1: uh, of the work um on the front end and then eventually like one of the most valuable skills are going to learn here is how to manage their time and prioritize mm. things and that's what takes um the most time to figure out is just how to manage your time because they've always been able to make it, and they're tough, and they're stubborn, and they're like, "Oh, I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out." And you're like, "Well, you might want to plan ahead just a little bit." Um, and learning how to do that, you know, I think is the biggest adjustment because once they do, like, and this—I don't mean this doesn't sound like a a, a great endorsement—you don't have to be brilliant to graduate from West Point.
0: Right.
1: You just you just have to be willing to work. Yeah. Um, and so, but the ones that are brilliant. Um, sometimes they struggle because everything's always come easy to them, um, you know, but, um, putting all of that together, like learning how to put in work and and manage your time. That's usually the biggest adjustment time management.
0: How do you, how do you help them through that? Like, is there, is there a process in place? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, even down to, like, the daily planners that we provide, you know, to really help them structure. Eventually, everybody learns that this discipline and structure helps you out because it helps you maximize and bring out your best. Um, But that's, you know, even down to, like like I said, the coaches giving them daily planners that are very detailed um, and, you know, plenty of examples here to follow. So freshmen come in and they have, you know, um, 49 brothers on the team already. Right. you know and, and people looking out for' them, you know from day one, so it's just making sure that they're around the right people and um following the right examples
0: what uh well, it's it, it, it's hard to say a, a lot of coaches come on this show and tell us how they're gonna win national titles that's really I don't think anyone recognize and not that the coaches don't but I don't think I don't think that like, like when Jared Fair comes on the show and and says, we are committed to winning a national title. I think that looks different than it does in West Point. I think that that the, the recipe that 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 success, it just looks different. What are the things that you have to take into account? That maybe a Virginia Tech, Ohio State, give it a name, doesn't have to take into account.
1: Uh, yeah, a, a good question. I mean, what I want to say is I don't like, um, I don't want to take other things into account. And when these guys are done and they look back on their careers, they will be so pissed off if I gave them that little bit of leniency. Like I'm taking this into account because my expectations or lower for you because you're at a tough school, like, screw that, Mm. Um, you know. But I'd be lying, too, if I said, you know, like, I get where I'm at and I I get the big picture of the place. And I know that some days it's like you've got to coach them really hard to get the most out of them at practice. Um, But I don't, you know, like, I mean, we're committed to it. Everybody's working hard. You know, I don't want to say I'm more committed to it than, than somebody else, and because other mm. coaches are working hard too, but I'll promise you this nobody else is more committed to it than I am. Right. Um, right. Maybe, maybe the difference is, and this isn't a, you know, you mentioned Virginia Tech is not, I'm not talking about Virginia Tech or any other school in particular. I'm just saying that here you have to win while upholding certain standards mm. outside of wrestling. Um, is that different than other places? I don't know, but I just, that's
0: a reality here well i i will say this um integrity as a human seems to be far higher on the priority list um at yeah. west point than than anywhere else i've seen you guys kick out stellar athletes and there's a specific code of conduct and like yeah. a lot of coaches look I'll be completely honest, man. They're, the highest level coaches in this sport have gone back on some team rules because the athlete was special. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you yeah. know, I've not seen that at all out of West Point, and that's really encouraging to me. I mean, I would say that if if, if developing someone's character
1: is not your number one priority every day that you're here, you won't make it. You know, so it's, you know, it's character and living up to a certain set of standards and, and values. Um, but you can't compromise those to win. Can't. So, I mean, I, you, you mentioned that the, earlier in the conversation, like, what are some obstacles? Maybe that's one. If you want to look at it to me, like that fits who I am. I don't want to overlook those things and I don't have any pressure to overlook them here. Um, so for me, that's you know one of the blessings of the job, but I mean, it's it's a reality too because I've seen it, and I've heard I've heard other coaches say it publicly, you know, about this guy's not wrestling, then they're wrestling.
0: oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. you know here there's certain things you just can't. You there's can't no do. wiggle room. there's no, no wiggle room. and that's and 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 here's the truth of the matter and, and take from this what you will. my wife. My wife uh, and I speak every once in a while, and she's like, "Why don't you put him for that job?" Like, first of all, I wouldn't get it. Second of all, I don't want it. Like, I like I wouldn't want Tom Ryan's job if if you offered me the job tomorrow, I I wouldn't take it. There's just no chance, and it's it's not because I'm on this moral high horse. I just there are just so many different concessions that you have to make along the way. And eventually and, and I'm not saying that Tom makes these these concessions. I'm using Ohio State as okay. the, the the inflated Big Ten job, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um yeah. but but like a job like West Point or or Navy or those those kind of make sense to me. I, I don't know. I, I think that there's it probably probably falls in line a little bit more with like I, like like me as a dad i don't give a shit if my son ever wins a wrestling match i really don't i just genuinely don't i just need him to be a good dude and so yeah. like if you start there i think that that is probably the best uh indicator for a guy uh, uh, indicator for success at, a, at an institution like west point is that about right yeah.
1: I mean, I think so. Look, I mean, the, the reality of it is like you you can't always live your life in black and white. It's like, you want to sure. be principled and you want to have be value driven. But the world is messy And real life is like there's a gray area everywhere. It's just at West Point, that gray area is much, much smaller. You know, <laughs> some places. It looks areas. more black and white.
0: That's yeah, it, does. it
1: looks more. But I mean, listen, I, you know, like, I mean, I'm as guilty as anybody in my personal life. Like some like you can't always everything's not always black and white. So I'm not, you know, other coaches have to make decisions that are best for their program and the other, everybody that's in it. And I'm not judging people based on that, you know, because you never know what the situation's like unless you're in it, unless you're them. You know, we can sit back here and speculate, but you don't know until you're there. Sure. Uh, you know, I think by and large, wrestling's made up of a lot of really good people that are, you know, building really good people through the sport. I feel like we got real deep into the details of, Maybe some of the negative side of going to West Point. What are what are some of the kind of surprising things that you know some of the uh, you know recruits or, or somebody who comes on campus you know what are they kind of surprised by that that's like oh this is way cooler than I thought. Yeah, I mean honestly, um, if we just covered all of the bad, then like it's a pretty freaking good place, man. What's so yeah, bad? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you're, yeah. You're, yeah, your your instructors they they want a lot out of you. Um, and uh, you're going to be expected to, like, uphold a standard. But, no, it's, like, I think what surprises most people is when they come here, like, just how personable and easy to get along with that the team is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, from the outside, I did, too, before I got the job. Well, I guess when I got the job, before I showed up, I was, like, are these guys gonna be like man you know like am i i was coaching a bunch of you know oklahomans and some arkansans and like missouri and texas kids where i was at before and like the, that's where i'd spent the last 10 years of my life before that so i like those are my people um so i'm like what are these kids gonna be like and then you show up and you're like oh thank god they're just yeah. like normal <laughs> So yeah. that, you know, that's, is it. like, you're about around a bunch of driven people, but that they're not robots. They're just like you, they're just really driven. So it's a, it's a very positive place to be around when, you, if, if you care about being around, you
0: know, driven, motivated people. Can I, can I interject and say what I was most surprised with there, Joel? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I said, and I want to hear like, yeah. Dude, all your
0: opinion. The gadgets are awesome. I'm a, yeah. I'm like a, a tech dude, not tech dude, but like, I'd like gadgets and, Oh boy, do they got some cool toys! <laughs> Dude, we got some like they get some cool stuff here for sure. Well, well, tell them about the the simulation room and stuff it's like that. Thick.
1: yeah, it's so like so it's a practice range. Like when you're here, you can go out and you shoot your guns at a range, and um but they have like an indoor range, and it's a, it can be. I mean, it's basically like I don't the screens twenty feet wide, ten mm-hmm. feet tall, and you're shooting like real guns into it. It could be target practice. It could be simulated battles or whatever. But I mean, the guns range from like a little pew pew, you know, all the way to, you know, shoulder mounted.
0: Rocket launchers and the machine guns in between, and they feel they feel pretty darn real. Dude. They sick. got a little yeah, kick to real, them. Real, real like real it's real. It, it's fun, dude. It's a we lot. We had a like, group
1: of like uh, twelve recruits in there a couple weeks ago, and they had so we had twelve guns going at the same time. It was sick.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, there's some. There's some dope gadgets on campus there. I
1: sure. mean, those are just the handheld ones too. Like you know, there's tanks and helicopters and some other big stuff too. Like I mean, it's a it's a cool, really cool place. Like if you're like a man's
0: man, like you'd love it. Yeah, it's fun. All right, let's let's r- rattle off some questions here. Uh, your favorite wrestling shoe of all time? Go.
1: Damn, my favorite wrestling shoe. Yeah. Um, we're at Nike school. All right, so um I love my inflix. Okay,
0: <laughs> I didn't wear
1: those in high school, but <laughs> I loved those shoes I wore in high school. But we're a Nike school, so Inflights okay. are sick.
0: Allegi- Allegiances be
1: damned. Okay, listen, I just, I, I just, I ain't
0: trying to get fined, Mike. Kevin Ward. Don't you? Put
1: I can't afford that fine. I'm sending this straight to you.
0: i'll make sure to sign off on it um okay all right um now this question whether you realize it or not you have my absolute favorite answer for it that you did in an interview a long time ago with me okay and if you repeat the the answer i will be very happy but if you don't it's fine too because something tells me you got some good stuff anyway if you had a magic wand and you could change one thing about the sport of wrestling what would it be
1: i don't know what i told you last time good i'm glad because i'm going to tell you in
0: a little bit and and then and then we can move on from there but go ahead um okay so i live like my answer's probably changed but i you know i live in the
1: college wrestling world yeah um and for me like i i'm i'm worried about college wrestling um and so right now, I mean, there's probably like some major, major, like structural changes, I think are really important. If I had to wave a wand now, um, I'll just I, I don't think that the conference realignment and I don't think that having like high major power four schools um, competing in the same conference as what would normally be considered a, a lower mid-major school. I don't think that's good. Like I I don't like the way that our sport is going. I don't like the way college athletics is going, mm-hmm. and I don't think that our sport is positioned very well to handle it. I mean, I don't. I shouldn't say that. I'm worried about how we're positioned. I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, that's not the answer I gave you seven or eight years ago, for sure.
0: No, but here's what's funny about that: it's a different world than it was then. Completely different, dude. And I'm not just saying the wrestling world. Okay, like this was pre COVID and everyone was light and airy and all things were rosy and it was just different. Yeah. The answer that you gave, and as goofy as this sounds, it it just struck me. You're like, why are we wearing ankle bands? Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, we look, can't no, figure no, out no, who's, just, who's red, true. who's green. Like,
1: That's a symptom of a larger problem. That like, sure. Seriously? Are we still living 100 years ago? We're the only way to tell the difference in two people. I'm um, like, you're wearing. Four or five hundred dollars worth of equipment, and the only way you can tell the difference is a 50 cent piece of plastic around your ankle. Like, come on, we can't do better than that. Um, I still listen, I would change bigger things, but god, please, can we get rid of ankle bands?
0: It's such nonsense, it's it's so
1: so so stupid. stupid, (laughs)
0: Like, when there are so many rules, like explaining to people, okay? So, a good, a very good friend of mine, um, that I have here in san diego his name is chris federa his daughters wrestle for me he did not really grow up wrestling okay he wrestled a little bit in high school and he's on stat Island. that doesn't count okay uh, and he'll love to hear that but um he comes to me with these questions like why can't like why do why does everyone in wrestling have a mullet like and i'm like well it's actually there's a systemic reason and he's like no there's not i'm like no there really is because up until very recently you had to have your hair below your earlobe and so but it, but there was no real restriction past the the um shirt line okay so so systemically we created a culture that if you wanted to in any way rebel with long hair yeah. you had to have a mullet <laughs> in order to be legal right so yeah. it's like it's nonsense it's ridiculous dude it's it's so extreme.
1: funny like you mentioned that because before this call today i was just watching some film and i try to watch you know however many minutes of wrestling a day and i was watching old lincoln mackerel film today <laughs> like the oh that is
0: the mullet. wrestling mullet that is that the that wrestling, wrestling mullet. Freaking good was that guy oh he like so his elbow so that's that's the thing right people don't recognize like how good he was from elbows when everyone else was especially in iowa was inside and they were pulling hands and hand hand fighting like that that dude would just disappear on you he was he was mean and fast and slick.
1: yeah i don't know anything he wasn't good from watching him you're like he could do everything like absolute animal but
0: I don't want I don't want to hijack
1: your conversation going No, back to no, 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 no.
0: By all means, those are the best. Um yeah. okay. The 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 Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Who's on it?
1: Oh man, like we're going, are we going all the way back? Um, yeah, oh yeah, let's go back. Yeah. Um okay, so um man, um I mean, Dan Gable's got such a name, you know, and, and, and well, because of what he did as a wrestler and a coach, but it's, you know, it's hard for me, I'm 40 years old. So I grew up like, you know, Dan Gable, Dan Gable, like that was, you know, when I was wrestling in the nineties. So that would, to me, he would have to be on it just because of his influence on the sport overall. Um, I mean, you know, John Smith and and what he did, but then you look at like Bruce Baumgartner with all his medals and like, What Lee Kemp and Kenny Monday did is like before a lot of black guys were winning medals. like, you know, Mm -hmm. like they were pioneers. And, um, but I like, I'm a huge fan of what's going on with USA wrestling right now. Yeah. Like I'm a huge Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Snyder fan. Um, what Taylor and Dake were able to do. I don't know. How are you going to narrow it down, man? So for me, it's, I look at, you know, Gable's influence on the sport in coaching, um, the same with John or coach Smith, um, Mm -hmm. his influence, um, but then you got to add the only, you know, like, I mean, Pat Smith was the first four-timer. I didn't even mention him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but what Kel did going undefeated, it's mind-blowing. How do you not have
0: a bad day? And you don't have life? one bad match. You don't have one bad seven-minute period in your you're life. Not, you're, you're expecting, what was it, 159? Is that what he did? Mm-hmm. Like, you know he
1: didn't feel great 159 matches. Like, he no. had to win matches when he didn't feel good and things weren't great. Um, he's got to be on it. Um, and um, I mean, I, you know, Burroughs, I gotta put yeah. Burroughs on there just because right? he's, I mean, at a time when the sport was really in trouble internationally, and then we have this American hero that comes along, that's and he so does cold. everything right, like he does anyway.
0: everything right,
1: yeah. And he's got the charisma, yeah. and he can light up a TV screen with a smile, and then he backs it up on the map, yeah. Like, don't let his smile fool you, he's an absolute freaking terror, yeah.
0: You know? he's, he's I, an absolute I mean,
1: um uh, so yeah, I guess that's who I would yeah I would go with.
0: Thank goodness you is he the first person? To, excuse me is is Kevin Ward the first person to say Burrows on our show? Because like I, the fact that he's not like one of the first people that people think of is beyond me. Is he? I- i don't think so i feel like we've we've heard jb before okay good i'm glad i, I don't have what you call it memory much um so um, but yeah it's it, the what he has done so i actually kind of and i'm thinking about like kind of putting together a video piece on this i think dan gable changed the sport in a big bad way yeah he said he without saying the words Maybe he did say the words, but he said, Okay, if you really work hard, you can be successful in this sport. And at the time that was true. Yeah, that's probably not as much true anymore. But then John came along, and everything after him was so it was like the modern era, and then John was like the postmodern era of like, if you really work hard and you you focus in on technique you can really excel in this sport. And then JB has, has taken those two things and built upon it. And, and like, Oh, now you have to do everything right. Like you, the, the, the days of guys going to the world championships and just rolling out of the bar, um you know, after doing shots all night and then stepping on the scale and getting, and winning world titles, those days are gone. they these are for real athletes that live, eat, Breathe this stuff yeah. on a 24-hour basis every day, 365 days a year, and JB is a is a shining example of that. Like, yeah. and he's he's shown us how to do it. And and while I don't know if he'll ever make a team again, right? I don't think I don't think yeah. anyone does. But man, it
1: was awesome while it lasted. I mean, I think yeah, his impact, like you mentioned, like Gable's impact. John changed the sport. I mean, Burrow's impact on like he's one of those names everybody knows. And um yeah, I mean we're fortunate right now, like we could yeah. name a lot of people that we want to put on there because our country is so good at wrestling right now. So a three like when old. I said I'm worried about wrestling earlier, like I'm I'm not worried about like us, the Americans, like wrestling is as better than it's ever been in this country. For sure. You know, like there's some things in college athletics that worry me, but uh yeah. wrestling an incredibly great spot.
0: Yeah. It's uh it, it does get squirrely at the division one level. Okay. We got to get moving. Kevin Ward. Thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else that people should know about you or how to get a hold of you or anything like that? If they have questions, man, I
1: appreciate your guys time. It's always good to chat wrestling, especially with you guys. I consider you guys, um, you know, like um, thought leaders in the sport, you know, Mm -hmm. where we can talk about kind of some, some other things and not just the details of how you crack somebody down and and finish there. (laughs) But um, I like that too, but it's fun to talk about, you know, big picture wrestling. No, you can find us. Look for Army West Point Wrestling on Twitter and Instagram. Coach K Ward is mine on Twitter and Instagram. We're out there. Um, come see us sometime. Like if anybody's even considering, you know, West Point or if you think that, man, I want I want to wrestle at a really, really high level, but I don't want to sacrifice my academics or career opportunities afterwards. And West Point's a place that you have to look at. And we'd love to have some people here on campus. Awesome.
0: Thank you very much, Coach. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, guys.